Your parents were there for you. Now you want to be there for them as they age. Welcome to There for Them, a podcast designed to help you find the information and resources you need to support your aging parents. Hi, this is Tara Fleming Caruso, Collaborative Care Advisor at Hebrew Senior Life. Welcome to our podcast, designed specifically for the adult child on the go. In today's episode, we're talking about how seniors have found unexpected ways to live connected and meaningful lives this past year, and how HSL's approach to senior living helps older adults focus on what matters most to them, even when the world is upside down. Today, we'll talk with two special guests who I happen to know quite well, Kim Brooks, Chief Operating Officer for Senior Living at Hebrew Senior Life, and Sharon Guvea, a resident of Newbridge on the Charles, the Hebrew Senior Life community where I'm based. Thank you both for being here today. Kim, I'm going to start with you. You've led senior living operations across five locations for Hebrew Senior Life since 2013. Where did the time go? I remember your welcome party. Can you share a little bit about HSL's approach to senior living? Hi, Tara. I would be happy to. Um, It's the largest nonprofit provider of senior living communities in New England and a Harvard Medical School affiliate. Hebrew Senior Life's mission is to help seniors live with purpose and meaning, no matter what their age or ability. And since joining HSL, I have always been so inspired by the residents who call our communities home, how they pursue goals, they live full lives, and they make such a difference in our organization and beyond. Yes, uh, very true. It's a gift to be surrounded by this energy and level of commitment every single day. It's very humbling, too. So, Kim, what's the secret How does HSL as an organization foster this kind of environment? It's one thing to have this approach as a cultural belief, but it's another thing to operationalize it and make it a reality. So from your perspective, how does it happen? So one way we do that is through our Vitalize 360 program, which is a research-based wellness and coaching platform It was developed at Orchard Cove, our continuing care retirement community in Canton, and it's now used not only across all of our communities, but many organizations across the country. Um, It's an innovative approach that is a a one-on-one wellness coaching that focuses on each individual's unique goals and priorities. It gets at what matters most. It goes well beyond fitness and really supports each individual in living their best life the way they define it for themselves. So if people want to learn more about it, they can um, see it under our wellness coaching section of the Hebrew Senior Life website. Beyond that, I would say our communities are intentionally designed to put residents at the center. Across all of the sites, we encourage a resident-driven culture by fostering resident input to drive our operations, everything from food and beverage to programming to lifelong learning. We have dozens of resident committees, and I'm sure Sharon will talk about some of these, um, at each of our sites, focusing on everything from volunteerism to art to spirituality or whatever is most important to each particular group. 
Yeah, that, that's a perfect segue, because speaking of resident leaders who drive and inspire a positive culture, I'd now like to introduce member Sharon Guvea. Sharon will take a little time to share her personal experience of living at Newbridge on the Charles, Hebrew Senior Life's continuing care retirement community in Dedham. Welcome, Sharon. Thanks, Tara, for having me. I'm Sharon Gavea, and my husband Bill and I moved to Newbridge on the Charles in 2014 from Belmont, Massachusetts. We left our home in Belmont because Bill has Parkinson's. So we chose Newbridge on the Charles for the whole environment and independent living, but also because it offered health care as a continuing care retirement community. We have two daughters in Westwood and decided to move closer to them. We were hesitant about looking at Newbridge, as it is run by Hebrew Senior Life, and we are Catholic. My daughter's friend had a parent living here, and she suggested we call him to find out what is it like being Catholic living at Newbridge. We spoke to him, and we took his advice, and then we looked at Newbridge. We loved the facility, but the warmth and friendliness of the people sold us. This is the first time in my life that I have been a minority, but we were welcomed here and appreciated for who we are. My husband passed away right before the pandemic last year. I'm so grateful to have been living here at that moment. While I was alone in my apartment due to covid I never felt alone. Being here was so good for both of us. As far as resident-driven, I'd say it's a beautiful collaboration. Newbridge offers incredible teams of support in community life, food and beverage, fitness, lifelong learning. But it's a collaboration with residents who also bring incredible talents and backgrounds to build community here. For example, I co-chair the resident-run hospitality committee with Marilyn Stone. One of our goals is to welcome new residents to help ease their transition as they move into their new homes. The committee provides opportunities for the community to connect socially in addition to the programs and activities that are run by the Newbridge staff. As part of the welcoming effort, we connect each new resident with a hospitality buddy who reaches out to them before and after they move in. We developed an interest inventory so we can get to know the interests of the residents, whether they're interested in book clubs, movies, gardening, walking, committees, and then we match them up with like-minded residents or committee chairpersons who share their interests and can connect them to what Newbridge offers. Marilyn and I also host a new resident chat. This is an opportunity for new residents in the same stage of life to meet each other, share experiences, and ask questions. In addition to the orientation the staff provides, this gives them a resident perspective. Having lived here, we can answer questions they might not want to ask someone else. Tara, I just want to add to what Sharon said um, about the collaborative role that residents played in our response to the pandemic. Um, You know, we had resident advisory groups that included physicians, scientists, and others that provided input on all of our protocols, not only helping us to reopen thoughtfully, but also allowing us to share those protocols with other organizations. We even had residents creating video public service announcements about safety that they could share with other residents. Uh, And then 
just this widespread willingness to get vaccinated when we received early access to the vaccine because we're a congregate senior living setting. So nearly all Hebrew Senior Life residents are fully vaccinated and have been for months. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you both for educating our listeners to all of these incredible initiatives. It's really clear that contribution and input from residents really elevates HSL and its communities. Kim, you talked earlier about how Hebrew Senior Life fosters goal setting and encourages its residents to pursue their dreams. Can you touch on this a bit? So that is definitely an important component of who we are. And as you'll notice, we usually say senior living community rather than retirement community. There are residents here who still work, who are tutoring local students. There are artists holding exhibits, people building websites, uh, teaching each other technology, publishing literary journals, and leading programs and workshops for fellow residents. That kind of thing is always happening. And while the pandemic made a lot of it logistically challenging, it certainly didn't stop anyone. So I thought I would share with you two awe-inspiring examples of that. The first is a Guys and Dolls production. Um, some residents and staff at our Orchard Cove community persevered through the pandemic to audition for, rehearse, and act out an adaptation of Guys and Dolls. We were so fortunate to be led by locally-based actor Amy Doherty, and about 35 people met in a combination of outside in the fall and on Zoom in the winter when the weather didn't permit outside work, um, and then they were presented in the spring with a Courage in Theater Award from a national music theater organization for all of their efforts. And then the other one that I wanted to share with you, if you're familiar with bar and bat mitzvahs, a Jewish milestone usually reserved for teenagers that takes a lot of study over many, many months to prepare for. We actually had a group of Jewish women living at our HSL communities who were interested in pursuing this since they were not able to when they were young as women. They worked with our spiritual care team to prepare and spent what could have been an unproductive time during the pandemic actually fulfilling and celebrating a lifelong dream. Additionally, I guess I would just add that the general perseverance was palpable. I also remember a Center Communities of Brookline resident in her 90s who figured out how to run her book group on Zoom within weeks of the lockdown last March. It is just truly remarkable to me. And if I can add to what Kim said about technology, it's been really exciting to see how older adults here at Newbridge have really embraced technology. And I think much of that will stay as a way to extend live programming and include even more residents in community life. Here at Newbridge, my friend Jerry Weiner, who is in his 90s, an accomplished business and civic leader before moving here, really spearheaded the adoption of Zoom with residents. He not only set up weekly meetings that kept us together, he coached individual residents who were hesitant to use the platform. He was the pioneer, and thanks to him, our community was really strengthened. His enthusiasm and leadership really gave folks the confidence to participate. Jerry's community meetings regularly draw over 75 participants. 
And even now, as we're coming out of the COVID, um, we have decided that the community meetings are going to be a permanent fixture for now because it really is a, an important way for Steve Caldwell, the head of Newbridge, as well as his team, to be there and answer questions that any of the residents may have. When we were no longer to meet in person, the hospitality committee, the food and beverage department, and the community life department brought the weekly coffee connection to a Zoom format, and the cocktail social became a monthly virtual wind-down with a theme to encourage social participation. Drinks and an appetizer plate were delivered to all those who participated. I also co-chair the scholarship committee with Benita Ross. This committee was established in the fall of 2019. The purpose was to encourage Newbridge staff to continue their education and to pursue their educational goals, whether at college, community college, or in certificate programs. Newbridge residents really value education and have been themselves recipients of scholarships, so this was very meaningful. We did some fundraising before COVID hit, and then we had to figure out what we could do to raise funds. Residents, recognizing how the staff switched gears and did so much to keep us safe, well-fed, physically fit, and intellectually stimulated. We were grateful for their efforts and donated generously to this fund. Ultimately, we awarded $54,000 in scholarships to 10 qualified staff members that first year. We were really proud to do this as a resident initiative despite the pandemic, but also in light of it, in recognition of the staff who have given so much to us. We're now working on the second year of awards, and the scholarship committee worked hard to create a buzz about the effort. So this year we held a raffle, and instead of just three grand prizes of $3,000, $1,500, and $500 toward the monthly rent, we did drawings each week, giving such prize gifts as free Newbridge courses, gift certificates to the hair salon, Wise Guys Computer Help, picnic lunches, gourmet dinners, free one-night stay at our guest house, and free physical training sessions. Residents came together every week on our Zoom community meetings to see who won the prizes. The scholarship applications are out for this year, and we look forward to another award celebration this summer. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Kim, as dangerous as it is to disagree with the COO, earlier you said that you couldn't use the word majestic for all of these initiatives, but I am going to disagree. All of what you both shared could really be described as majestic, such a great word and so fitting to everything that's happened over the past year. It's really amazing and inspiring. Okay, let's transition now for a moment to a discussion on how residents are impacting the broader world, not just the communities that our residents are living in, um, but outside the walls, even during a pandemic. So, Kim, can you start us off and tell us how our residents have extended their reach beyond community walls? So it is majestic. I will agree with you there. Um, I, and a hyper-local example of that is at Orchard Cove, the community in Canton that I've mentioned before, where residents were worried about the local restaurant scene when all the town's indoor dining shut down. 
So in collaboration with our programming team, we were able to coordinate takeout orders, not only adding variety for residents beyond our restaurants, but also having such impact for residents to be able to use their purchasing power and make a difference to local small business owners. Another example I'll share with you is that we have an HSL Sustainability Task Force, which is a group comprised of HSL residents and staff across multiple campuses and different operational areas who work together to expand our environmental stewardship. And the residents in this group boast an unbelievable wealth of professional sustainability experience from their past careers serving on regional public works commission, developing school curriculums on environmental issues, volunteering with climate action groups. So not only are they improving the practices of Hebrew senior life, they're doing public advocacy work, which they see as part of their legacy to their grandchildren. And then the last one I'll share with you that I'm really excited about is that during the pandemic, we led an amazing collaboration between HSL, the residents who live in our communities, and a number of outside partners. We worked with researchers at MIT, combined Jewish philanthropies, and two life communities to conduct a pilot program of pooled COVID testing for residents last fall. This was a really new concept at that point. We had hoped that the technique of grouping samples together for testing would provide a faster, accurate, and more affordable way to test communities of large scale compared to individual testing, and it truly did. Uh, We were able to provide weekly testing of residents across all five of our senior living communities throughout the winter and the spring, and our success with this pilot directly impacted the Commonwealth of Massachusetts and the approach to reopening public schools which are now using pool testing heavily to monitor cases and accelerate contact tracing. So the residents of Hebrew Senior Life were not only reassured by the practice of pool testing during the process, but as we look back now and as residents look back, it's an incredible feeling to know that something you did is helping your grandkids' school reopen safely. And I would like to add to what Kim has said in that uh, looking right here at Newbridge, And what we are doing for resident volunteerism, not only in the town of Dedham, but even beyond a little bit, one of the first committees that I joined when I moved to Newbridge was the Volunteer Outreach Committee, whose mission is committed to reaching out to our neighbors in need in Dedham and beyond. This is accomplished through various collections and drives initiated by the committee and through the generosity of Newbridge residents. During the years that I've been here, We do several things. One is we do a birthday in a box. So every month we send two boxes to this group called Birthday Wishes, and it provides birthday supplies for a child in a homeless shelter to know that they are special when they celebrate their birthday. Prior to COVID, we also sent magazines to the Veterans Hospital in West Roxbury. We had to stop that during COVID, but we're looking forward to with the time that we can open that up again, as well as sending uh, small bottles of toiletries to the Women's Lunch Place in Boston. We do collections for the Family Table, which is a kosher Boston-area food pantry. And so during the holidays or right before the holidays, we send special items to them so that those families can benefit from all of the food that they would like to have during their holidays. We donate clothing 
and also eyeglasses and special glasses to the ophthalmologist here in Dedham, which are then repurposed for others. So there's a lot that we do here, uh, and yes, clearly COVID has stopped some of what we're doing, but we're looking forward to getting back on track. Well, if one wants to feel good about how people make contribution during difficult times, this is certainly the podcast to listen to. It's really awe-inspiring. Great to hear all these amazing initiatives. I have one last question. As you both know, this podcast is designed to educate adult children about how best to support their aging parents. While we've noticed a recent spike in interest from vaccinated seniors eager to make a move to a senior living community, adult children have actually been more hesitant. So instead of protective parents, we're noticing just the opposite, protective children. What would you say to anyone who's nervous about health and safety within a senior living community at this time? I would like to answer that uh, because I can speak about here at Newbridge with the weekly testing, the thoughtful protocols that have been put in place right at the beginning. We felt very protected and very safe. We got the vaccines in February, and we feel that the open communication from the executive director, Steve Caldwell, and his team have kept us safe, informed, engaged, stimulated, and socially connected. Tara, I'll just add to that how proud I am to be part of this organization. Our best practices in infection control have been recognized by the senior care industry and Massachusetts elected officials. Back when the Commonwealth saw how COVID-19 was devastating nursing homes, they called on Hebrew Senior Life to partner with the Massachusetts Senior Care Association and establish infection control systems that would help every nursing home across the state better protect residents, families, and employees. We've also had other state government agencies and industry groups like Leading Age and Executive Office of Elder Affairs turn to us to share our best practices developed during the pandemic, which we've been honored to do. So thank you for the opportunity to share that today. Oh, yes, Kim, absolutely. I actually remember when the governor announced the state's partnership with Hebrew Senior Life. It was during his midday press conference, and at the time, I happened to be driving into the office. And aside from the excitement of just hearing my employer's name on the radio, I also was so proud and humbled. I was like, I work for this company. What an amazing place. It was really exciting. But enough cavelling. Thank you both so much for both sharing your insights and stories and for all the time you set aside to be part of our podcast today. To learn more about senior living for our listeners and to explore our blog, please visit www.hebrewseniorlife.org. And of course, it goes without saying, please subscribe to our podcast. On that note... We want to know what you'd like to hear next. Are there topics that you think would be helpful? Let us know. Send an email to editor at HebrewSeniorLife.org with the word podcast in the subject line. We look forward to continuing these conversations. Thank you and be well. Thanks for listening to There for Them, brought to you by Hebrew Senior Life 
a leading senior care nonprofit organization that's an affiliate of Harvard Medical School and is uniquely dedicated to rethinking, researching, and redefining the possibilities of aging. Learn more at HebrewSeniorLife.org.